Relations Consultant. Welcome, Madeline. Hi, Maria. So for today's clue, um, got a, a picture up on screen for everyone that's um, that's watching the podcast. Um, but for the benefit of those at home, could you um, describe the the clue on screen? Yeah, sure. So uh, on screen, you can see an individual uh, holding what looks like to be some medication and restocking. Uh, a medical cabinet. Um, yeah. Based on that clue, what do you think the topic of today's podcast is about? Um, we've been at a loss. The only thing I can think about when it comes to medication uh, is maybe we're discussing the uh, alcohol and other drug coordinators or the uh, safe injecting rooms. You couldn't be more wrong, Maddie. <laughs> Those were good guesses, though. Um, so in today's podcast, we'll be discussing the changes to pharmacy-related entitlements under the new Medical Scientist, Pharmacist and Psychologist Agreement. So um, this forms part of our implementation suite of podcasts. Um, so firstly, we have the changes to the workload clause um, at clause 33.4. Could you take us through the pharmacy-specific changes? Sure. So clause 33.4 states that in setting pharmacist staffing and workload levels, the employer will have regard to the Victorian Pharmacy Authority guidelines with respect to the standards of the Society of Hospital Pharmacists, staffing levels and structures for the provision of pharmacy services. So the SHPA ratios, which are attached in Schedule 16, uh, the SHPA ratio are an agreed goal of employers and the HSU, and action will be taken during this agreement to commence the process of having SHPA ratios applied across Victorian public pharmacy services as soon as possible. So it sounds like it sounds like this clause requires employers to work towards the SHPA ratios over the life of the agreement, but it does not impose any strict obligations to comply with the ratios. Will there be a point in time where employers are expected to meet the SHPA ratios? According to the MOU between uh, MSAV and the Department of Health, there is an agreement to insert SHPA ratios as an enforceable term within the next enterprise agreement. So what support will be available uh, to employers to assist them in meeting these ratios over the life of the agreement? So the MOU has provided an additional 200 EFT of pharmacist positions over the life of this agreement to move towards ratio compliance, and it is anticipated that this will help to bridge the gaps within the current staffing profiles. So with respect to SHPA ratios, Schedule 16 contains an incomplete version of the SHPA ratios um, due to a drafting error. So uh, where could employers find the corrected version of this document? So a copy of the complete SHPA ratio is available on the VHIA website under the My IR tab. So you mentioned that, that there will be an additional 200 EFT of pharmacists allocated over the life of this agreement. Have these allocations already been determined? Yes, the original allocations were part of the MOU and these allocations were based on uh, a survey survey responses from health services back in 2020. 
And BHIA undertook a consulta consultation process with employees at the end of 2022. Um, did this result in a change to the final allocations? So there were only minor modifications to the pharmacist allocations following this consultation process, most of which were increasing EFT in regional and rural hospitals. Uh, although we advocated for a number of changes based on employer feedback, most of those changes were not accepted. So where can employers find more information about the pharmacist allocations? Bulletin 2879 was sent out on the 6th of March and is available on our website. And this provides a copy of the final EFT allocations for all MOU roles and provides uh, additional instructions regarding implementation, like who to contact if you have any questions regarding funding. So that takes us to the next change, which is regarding the ordinary hours of work. So could you take us through clause 55.1? The relevant parts of 55.1 are provided on screen. So subclause C reflects the status quo provision. And it states that subject to subclause D, the ordinary hours for a week's work for a pharmacist, student pharmacist or pharmacist intern shall be worked between Monday and Friday. And subclause D is the new addition. And this states that effective 1 July 2023, subject to the provision of Schedule 13, pharmacist weekend ordinary hours roster, a pharmacist including an intern and student pharmacist may work ordinary hours on a weekend. So this is a big change to the rostering practices as the previous hours of work clause prohibited rostering for pharmacists ordinary hours on weekends. So how will these changes be implemented from 1 July 2023? Schedule 13 provides additional context uh, re regarding these changes. The rostering protocols will vary uh, according to whether an employee is an existing pharmacist or new pharmacists. And are these defined terms? Yes, they are. They are defined at Clause 3 and 4.1 of Schedule 13. Uh, so a new pharmacist for the purposes of Clause 5 is a pharmacist who commences employment with an employer listed in Schedule 1 after the 1st of March 2023. And an existing pharmacist is a pharmacist who commenced uh, employment with an employer listed in Schedule 1 prior to the 1st of March 2023. Now, Clause 4 of Schedule 13 relates to existing pharmacists. So could you take us through this clause? The first part of this clause provides uh, the following, and it states that process for a pharmacist to opt into a weekend ordinary hours roster for an existing pharmacist. So a pharmacist may choose to work any part of their ordinary hours on a weekend in accordance with the following. So a pharmacist who commenced employment with an employer listed in Schedule 1 prior to the 1st of March 2023 can request an, an arrangement to work ordinary hours on a Saturday or Sunday made in accordance with this schedule. The employer may agree to such a request, providing that the details of weekend rostering arrangements are agreed between the employee and employer. And where an arrangement is agreed in accordance with subclause uh, 5A1, attachment one of this subject must be used. Uh, any arrangement of rostering ordinary hours on a weekend that does not comply with the provisions of this uh, schedule is a breach of clause 55 hours of work. So it seems that for existing employees, the ability to roster ordinary hours is dependent upon the employee opting into such an arrangement. That's right. Employees will need to opt in uh, to enable employees to roster them onto weekend work 
worker arrangements, a, a template form is provided at attachment one of schedule 13 to record such arrangements. And can an employer request that a pharmacist work weekends if they don't opt in? No, subclause three clarifies uh, this. It states that an employer cannot request or direct a pharmacist to work and ordinary hours on a weekend roster. Uh, an example is provided in this clause to clarify this. So the example is where a, an all staff communication is provided to existing pharmacists so as to uh, ascertain interest in working ordinary hours on the weekend. An employer will not be considered to be requesting or directing an employee to work ordinary hours on a weekend roster. So once an employee has entered into a weekend work arrangement, is there any ability for the employee to opt out? Subclause four to six deals with employees wanting to withdraw from weekend work arrangements. And the uh, clause states that uh, a pharmacist may withdraw from a pharmacist ordinary hours on a weekend roster arrange agreement by giving 28 days notice to their employer. A pharmacist who withdraws from a pharmacist ordinary hours on a weekend roster uh, agreement will immediately be rostered in accordance with clause 55 hours of work of this uh, agreement from the date of next uh, posted roster providing the commencement of the next posted roster is not greater than 14 days from the 28 days notice date. Uh, a pharmacist who withdraws from a pharmacist ordinary hours on a weekend roster uh, agreement can request at any time afterwards um, another ordinary, ordinary hours on a weekend roster if agreed by the employer. The rostering uh, arrangements shall be compliant with the provisions of this schedule, uh, including using attachment one. So that covers off how arrangements for existing pharmacists are made and withdrawn. So are there any other conditions that apply? The last three subclauses are on screen and provide that the Monday to Friday hours of a pharmacist that are worked on a weekend as a result of a roster made under this schedule will be filled immediately in accordance with existing internal processes, which may include clause 34. The provisions of clause 57.4, rostering protocols and 61.8, weekend shift worker additional leave will apply to a pharmacist who works ordinary hours on a weekend roster arrangement and uh, a roster made under this schedule must be safe. So next we have the conditions that apply to new pharmacists. So could you take us through clause five of schedule 13? Sure, subclause one and two states that an employer can roster ordinary hours of a new pharmacist as defined on a weekend Ordinary hours roster after the new pharmacist has completed appropriate training and or orientation, which may take up to three months to complete. The rostering arrangements for the new pharmacist will be determined and ex executed in accordance with the provisions of this schedule. As you can see, there is no requirement for new pharmacists to opt into uh, weekend rosters, unlike existing pharmacists. So are there any limitations? Yes, subclause three and four clarify that uh, that these are not ongoing arrangements. So following 12 months of being rostered to work the weekend roster, a new pharmacist rostered to work ordinary hours on a weekend can opt out of the pharmacist ordinary hours on a weekend roster uh, agreement with 28 days notice to the employer. The opt out arrangement for a new pharmacist shall be in accordance with uh, subclause 4A 
four and four A five of this schedule. Uh, where there are genuine operational concerns relating to the timing of new pharmacists' withdrawal from a uh, pharmacist ordinary hours on a weekend roster uh, agreement, the employer may request that the new pharmacist delay the date of withdrawal and a resumption of the new pharmacist employee's Clause 55 roster. Uh, a new pharmacist will advise the employer of their response to a request made by their employer under this subclause as soon as possible after the request is made. And what happens if there is a dispute regarding any rostering arrangements under Schedule 13? Uh, the standard dispute resolution process will apply uh, to any disputes arising under this section of the agreement. So that takes us to the next tranche of changes under Clause 56, which is shift work. So what are the key changes to the pharmacist entitlements? So the changes can be summarised as follows. As of the first full pay period on or after 1st of December 2022, the morning shift times for pharmacists will be aligned to the rest of the agreement. An introduction of a night shift penalty for pharmacists in line with all other cohorts under the uh, agreement and an insertion of penalty rates for pharmacists who work ordinary hours on Saturdays and Sundays, as these were previously paid at overtime rates and the weekend penalty for pharmacists will replicate what is received by other cohorts. So with respect to the alignment of morning shift times, will this result in any existing employee reducing their overall entitlement? Subclause 56.2b protects employees from a reduction uh, in entitlements. It states that in the event that there are local uh, arrangements for a pharmacist to commence between 6.30am and 8am, and the pharmacist is better off overall under that arrangement, uh, the employee will continue to receive the more beneficial span and penalty rate. So given that this is a grandfathered entitlement, it would only apply to existing employees under such arrangements? That's correct. So that takes us to the last pharmacist changes uh, change, which is clause 58, meal intervals and rest breaks. So um, what has changed under this clause? Under the previous uh, agreement, all employees received a meal break entitlement of no less than 30 minutes and no more than 60 minutes, with the exception of pharmacists who received a meal break of no less than 45 minutes and no more than 60 minutes. This clause has been revised to allow employees to take a shorter meal break of not less than 30 minutes by agreement. So effectively, this will align the meal break entitlements of pharmacists to the rest of the agreement. Uh, yes, under the condition that the employee agrees to a shorter meal break, if an employee does not agree, then the minimum rostered meal break will remain at 45 minutes. So that takes us to the end of today's podcast. Um, thank you for taking us through all of the pharmacy changes. My pleasure. Thanks, Maria.